and welcome to the Tea Party Policy Chat. This is Scott Harris, the constitutional patriot behind the Red Pill Mike and on the Red Pill Cam. And what we have today is a continuation of the concepts that we were covering in the last episode of the Constitutional Patriot Podcast, episode number two. 20 it was article it was the US Constitution article 1 section 10 in relationship to the midterm elections and we're we're going to be covering here today is more information about the midterm elections and it, and looking at it from a from a different perspective than we covered under that aspect um, in the in the Constitutional Patriot podcast, so so please, you need to watch both episodes, or you need to listen to both podcasts to get the full plethora of information and 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 analysis and commentary of this these issues. And the purpose that I want to do, why I podcast, and one of the purposes I try to do is I want you as the listener or you as the viewer um, to to listen to. The information provided by the news articles and the news clips, and then my commentary and analysis, and the questions I pose, to for you to pose your own questions, and to find your own answers, for your own viewpoints, to provide your own analysis. Okay, so these things is is it's a critical thinking exercise. Okay, so I want you to cri- think critically. I want you to un- to understand the history, the economic facts, okay, and the history and the philosophical views of those creating these policies and how those policies affect you as an individual, you as a business owner, you as an employee, you as a laborer, you as a, as a family person, you as a parent, you as a student, these types of aspects, okay? And then take that information and, and apply it to how you want to live your life and what values and, and uh, principles that you hold dear to you and your family. Okay, so that's that is that is the purpose of pretty much all podcasting. I think that that they want you to to do this. That's at least that's that's my theory. Okay, and that's how I am. A, that's how I'm approaching uh, my podcasting um, endeavors. Is is to pretty much provide the background and the schemata for you to apply to your own lives, your own personal value system that you have. And and today's Tea Party Policy Chat, we enjoy our tea. Ooh, that's hot. <laughs> okay, so now what we're going to do is um, we're going to do what we always have to do when, we, when we're podcasting is we share our screen, and here we go. And what we're going to start off with is the pretty much a background in, the, in this 
political realignment. We're going to start there. Now, I have, I have four videos, uh, different news stories that I want to get through. Uh, for the record, I have seen parts of most of these, okay, not all. And how, how for those of you who are new to the way I, Scott Harris, the Constitutional Patriot, from the Constitutional Patriot Podcast, the Tea Party Policy Chat Podcast, and the Patriot Foreign Policy Podcast, and the new Solopreneur Business Patriot Podcast, links in the show notes for all these things. Will um, how I do my my podcasting is I take the news article or the news story and the video clip and I give live commentary analysis on the spot. Okay, um, for and and that's how I do it. Um, I do not edit. I do not pre-record. I record live and post immediately. So that's how that's going. In fact, I have um, the video um, on my monitor too. I have the video of my of the Constitutional Patriot podcast, um, episode number two twenty, article one, section ten, relating to the um, midterm elections. It is right now uploading on Rumble to be immediately so that when you access this, you can access the link to that. It will be up and running before this podcast is posted. So that's how that's how I'm, I'm double doing. I'm double dipping um, right now and I have two monitors going on and and uh, let's let's just hope the internet speed stands go stands strong. <laughs> so uh, that's let's get going to now. This is uh, Kellyanne Conway. Kellyanne Conway was uh, the campaign manager for Donald Trump, and she is an ex. I mean, she, wow, she is a political pollster and a political and her political an, an analysis is is top-notch. She knows what she's talking about. She's an expert and here we go. You have power in the House of the Republicans. Final power rankings. You have power in the House of the Republicans. The GOP is over the magic number. See, see, this is the new poll, Fox News power ranking polls. And I, I, when, I, when I saw this, I saw that they talked about this this morning. When I saw this this morning, and I, and, and I was like, yes. Yes, and it was like I was. I they, they were cover, talking about this, and I'm sitting there going, "Yes, finally, this this please this gives me joy, happiness, and love. It fills my heart with joy, happiness, and love." We have the Republican worst case scenario two twenty three. Worst case scenario, we have the majority. Okay, if that well, not worst case. If 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 all the ones. Um, which is requiring is we have to have all there. There's like uh, there's a there's several that are leaning Republican, most likely going to go Republican, and that total number puts us above the 218 majority and, and needed for majority in the House representatives. Um, so that's the, and they have 26 labeled as toss ups. It, it, you know this Bill Hemmer he 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 has. I, honestly, I, he has the best job. I would love to do his job. I would suck at his job. I would, really would. I mean, he, he is 
Um, well, I wouldn't say I, I would suck, but I would not do it nearly as well. He is the best in the business at this. The, the big board um, live analysis on the spot with the big board, he, you really need to watch on election night um, how they do things with the big board on election. It is, you know, it is my Super Bowl. It is my Super Bowl, FIFA, World Cup, and World Series all rolled into one. And on on elections, on election night, that's it's like that's the way it goes. Okay, so here we go. And here's we go, and here is why. As Mike was showing there, this is the Democratic side of the ledger. This is the Republican. All the toss-ups here in gold denoted here, they're all on the Democratic side. Okay, see, they have the, on the, on the, the Democratic, the, he has basically um, an arc, okay, and on the left side, it has um, all the, bl the blue seats that are strongly blue. Then there's this bluish green color that are leaning. There's two shades of this bluish green color. The darker bluish green color are, uh, lean are leaning Republican. The lighter green color is uh, tending trending Republican. And then there's the um, the gold, which is um, toss-up. And then they have four, which are pink. Um, that is, uh, so we're going to hear that. But the line down the middle is majority, 218. Okay, so, so, so and on the other side, it's all red. And then there's a, a small section of, of pink, which is uh, leaning Republican. Uh, so that is how he, that that is the screen he has that's on the board because I'm describing it for those who are listening, and then there's a column that says Democrats 186, toss up 26, Republican 223. Look at that number, the Republican in red with a white 220. That is so beautiful. That is that's such a beautiful sight. Moving on. Side, so uh, you've got a really tall order to try to hold on the power. You might be better off buying a lotto ticket because. Right now, it's stacked up against you when it comes to the issues, as we have seen now in all these polls uh, for several months now. Okay, advance at one time here. Best case for Republican. Best case. Oh, I love this. Best case is 249 um, House. 249 House. Best case. I mean, imagine that. A 249 majority. Oh, wow. That is... I, oh, that's the best case. Best case. And it has best case Democrats, 223 Republicans. We still control. I love this. This this feels, for those conservatives and those patriots, you, the patriots that have, that have prayed, the patriots that have gone out there and protested, the patriots that have, have given money for these causes, for these candidates, Please do not take this and say, oh, I'm, somebody else is going to vote. You have to go out and vote. You have to go out and vote. You have to go out and vote. This will only happen if we get the vote out there. This will only happen if we can maintain this majority. You have to go vote. Don't, don't let, oh, well, we're going to have 249. Somebody else can go vote. If, if people think that and people start acting like that, you're not, we're not going to get it. You have to go out there. Even if even you go and vote, you have to participate. This country is a participatory democracy. The only way our country, our values that we hold dear, 
can work is if we go and vote. And we vote in the government that will protect our rights, our freedoms, and our liberties. Okay? This is how important this is. Okay? Republicans now 249. That would be a gain of about 37 seats. That would be a pretty good argument for a red wave now in 2022. On the Senate side, this has not changed in more than a month. We believe Democrats are solid in 47 seats. Republicans are solid in 49. You still have these four toss-ups. Now, see, the thing is, with the, in the House representatives, for those of you who don't know, 100%, every single seat in the House of Representatives comes up for election every two years. Okay, that's how it works in the House. The Senate is different. Um, the Senate term is six years. But every two years, one-third of the Senate goes up for re-election every two years. Okay, it's a di So the senators that are uh, being, that are up for election this time will not be up for another uh, six years, okay? So the, these senators we have now, the most of them that are, that are the most of the senators are, that are up for election are most of them are Republican, okay? A smaller portion of the ones that are up this time are Democrat. So we have to, as Republicans, we have to hold every Republican seat and then gain four of those toss-up that the, of the, of those uh, center, those Democratic seats that are up for re-election this time. Four of them are toss-up. That means what that means is is that the poll data says that it can go either way. Okay. It could be the Republican win or the Democrat could win. It's unknown. Okay. And it all it's all based on turnout of the vote, people. Turnout of the vote. If you if you are if you if you have a candidate, if you're in a state where you have a somebody running, like in Arizona or 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 uh, Pennsylvania or one of the other states where there's actually a, a, a Senate candidate, a Senate election, get somebody out there. You, you, if you are in that state, go vote Republican. Go vote Republican. If you have a family member that's in one of those states, call them and say, hey, Uncle Bob, I need you to go vote Republican. Please help save, help save this country from falling into tyranny. Hey, Aunt Samantha, please go and vote Republican so that we can save, um, we can have s better schools, and we can have school choice, and we can have a parent um, bill of rights for, for our schools, okay? And we can have mandatory, and we could do away with these, with these mandatory mask and vaccine requirements for children. Please, you know, hey, Cousin Phil, hey, how you doing, buddy? I need you to go vote Republican in your state. I need you to go vote for Oz so that we can have fracking and, we can, and so that we can increase jobs and we can, we can increase oil production and natural gas production and diesel fuel production so we, can cut, so we can cut the cost of food in the grocery stores. Okay? That's, these are the things I need you to do, people. These are the things. This is a way 
that you know and and you go out and vote for your for your Republican senator your Republican state legislature, your Republican mayors, your Republican city council members, because and your public your Republican district attorneys, because this is how we fight crime. This is how we increase um, the the survivability of our country. It all matters, and it's all about getting the vote out. I'll explain what we're going here on the map in a moment here, but best case scenario for Republicans. Remember Rick Scott over the weekend said he believes and predicts that Republicans will gain 52 seats, maybe more. Well, this is where he's getting that. Best case scenario at 53. However, Dems still have a chance here to keep the majority in the Senate at 51 Democrats. That's how we break it down as of now. One more map I'll show you here and tell you why. If you look at the Eastern time zone and all these races, okay, in yellow are the clear top. Okay, in the Eastern time zone that he's talking about, you have, you have, um, I'm going to go from Ohio, Ohio, um, okay, you have Ohio going down Kentucky, Atlanta, Georgia, Florida, and then those states east. Ohio is, Ohio is uh, leaning Republican. Um, Indiana, Kentucky, South, South Carolina, Alabama are strong Republican. I mean, there's no way in hell they're not voting Republican. Florida, it's, it, they have it as likely Republican. Um, there's a Senate there that's hearing, you know, stuff like that. Um, the governor, the governorship is massive. But this is the Democrat House, you know, so, so there's that. New York, they have it as solid blue, um, solid blue, but they have New Hampshire, New Hampshire. I'm looking at this map, and New Hampshire is listed as leaning Democrat. Wow, that's a significant, that is actually a significant thing. And then, you know, he's going to be talking about the eastern time zone states, North Carolina is leaning Republican, right? But when you look at, I'm looking at Oregon. I'm looking at uh, Washington State over here on the on the left side, on the on the left coast, right? They have it as likely Democrat, likely Democrat, not solid Democrat, likely Democrat. Colorado, they have listed as leaning Democrat. These are significant things. What these, what, what the, the reason I'm pointing this out is because what this is showing is that even in strong, solid, hardcore, hardcore Democrat-controlled states, people are not satisfied. People are not satisfied with the massive amounts of crime. People in Washington are probably sick and tired of Antifa taking over and running the city of Seattle. Okay. And the city, in the city government of Seattle, not doing anything to stop it. Not doing anything to stop the massive amounts of crime, and there, and the people in these, in the people in these states, are sick, are sick and tired of the George Soros-funded uh, prosecutors and di- district attorneys who have this zero bail and refusing to prosecute crimes. Um, ma- Mantra coming out of these, out of these massive numbers of Democratic elected um, district attorneys all across the country, 
all funded by George Soros, whose sole purpose is to stop crimi- is to stop prosecution of criminals, so that the crime rate increases, and that crime rate, that increasing crime rate in the Democratic-controlled states and the Democratic-controlled cities, will create more and more of a situation where our system and our economy breaks down. That's what this is. This is all tools by a communist philosophical construct. That's what we have to understand here. Look at the look at the players involved. George Soros is a communist. George Soros is funding all of these communist activities and and some of these activities are being are being engineered and funded by the Chinese Communist Party in some different aspect areas. Okay? I've I've had I've had numerous podcasts about how the Chinese Communist Party was doing ballot harvesting in the 2020 election orchestrated out of the out of the Chinese consulate in San Francisco. Epoch Times covered that story and I covered it on my podcast. Okay? And it's it was and I'm I'm sitting there going it, this is how important this stuff is. See, the mainstream media doesn't cover the same things that the Epoch Times and the National Review and the Washington Examiner and the New York Post cover. They fact in in fact the the democratic controlled social media bans these things from being being broadcasts. Because that I was covering that story, one of many stories I was covering on my podcast on YouTube, my YouTube channel was completely canceled. I was cancel cultured by YouTube because I was stating these facts that were being presented by the by with proof and eyewitness and 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 people admitting, admitting yes, we went to the with statements of people involved. You know, people admitting that they were doing it. Okay, so so that's proof. But you can't say that on YouTube. They'll cancel culture your app. Okay, so let's move on. Gossips, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Nevada, and Arizona. But you see the shades of red in here? The shades of red is where the action will be come election night next Tuesday night. These are Okay, so the action on Tuesday night, election night is um, Wisconsin, Ohio, and North Carolina. Those are the eastern ones. That's the, where it's going to be. Those, those are the leaning Republicans where Republicans can grab seats. They have is toss-up Georgia and toss-up Pennsylvania. See, Georgia people, people in Georgia, please, dear God, Herschel Walker, vote for him. Vote for Herschel Walker. That, per, that other person is a liar, um, he is, he, he is, he's, he, he's for abortion without restriction. Seriously, that's murder. Okay, so, so, so let's, let's look at the realities. Lean Republican. We believe Ron Johnson has the edge in Wisconsin. We believe J.D. Vance has the edge in Ohio. We believe Ted Budd has the advantage in North Carolina. But who votes? Who turns out? That will determine the ultimate outcome in these razor-thin margins here. Okay, do you know, um, I don't know anybody in North Carolina. I don't know anybody in Ohio. I don't know anybody in Wisconsin. 
But if you do, please, I beg you to call that person and tell them to vote Republican in the Senate and the House elections and governor, city, everything. Please, we need to save our country, people. It's all, like, like Bill Hemmer said, it's all about turnout vote. And again, a lot about PA and Georgia, Arizona, Nevada. What you don't see on this map is what Republicans have been talking about for the last week. They think they're in play in New Hampshire. New see, this, this New Hampshire, one thing about New Hampshire, it's a small state, okay? It's actually very beautiful. I honestly, uh, climate-wise, because I, 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 have, I have severe um, agricultural allergies, um, but climate-wise, temperature-wise, um, and oh, it's the foliage. I love foliage. Okay, uh, yes, I do. I love fall. I love foliage. Um, I miss pumpkin pie. I can't have it. But you know, I, I, I that whole fall stuff. I just love that, and that's that. That's like New Hampshire, right? That's beautiful there, and they have a small coastal part of the state. They have a small coastal thing, and it's like beautiful. It was like it's beautiful there, um, but it's it's you know, the issue is, and it's also a small. the The way they do their government is like they do they a lot have a lot of these like town hall meeting type government things. I just love that, but it's it's a small state, and it has a, a very rural area that is that is Republican. They have they have very few cities in the the. Like all big cities, they're Democrat. So the the population in the big cities over overrides the the rural areas that are strongly Republican. So so, but but here for some reason it's it's went from it went from solid blue, not it skipped likely to leaning Democrat. That's the that is a significant rise in Republican activity in that state. Hampshire is shaded in blue as a lean Democrat. That could be again. It could be one of the surprises come election night. With that as a backgrounder, let's bring in our team: Josh Crashauer, Kellyanne Conway. Hello to both of you. Okay, I love Kellyanne Conway. I just she is so smart. I mean, she is like wicked, wicked, wickedly smart. Okay, let's go on. Josh, you go first. Do you care to argue what we see and present, or do you care to confirm? This, this is a pretty important development on the political map, Bill, and it's clear that Republicans have the political momentum one week to go until Election Day. Uh, you, a lot of okay, this is this Josh Krushauer. Um, he's from Axios. Okay, so he's an Axios senior political correspondent. Axios is, is a left-leaning organization, a paper, so a news agency. So, so that so we're taking you have to understand where he's coming from he's he's going to try to spin let's see let's let's check out Josh's from Axios's senior political correspondence his spinning ability can he spin of those house races you're talking about those are Biden districts that are moving a little bit in that lean republican category the projection is for about 23 pickups uh, for the Republicans, which would, by any definition, constitute a Republican wave election. The, the bigger question, Bill, is on that Senate map where the, the macro... Okay, so he pretty much conceded the House. Okay, Axios senior political consultant pretty much, for, for, for argument's sake, has pretty much ceded the House 
to the Republicans. Now let's see how he spins and dances um, the the news in this in the Senate. Let's let's see him spin. Let's let's listen carefully. Can you hear the spinning? Can you hear the spin? Let's go. Environment is definitely with the Republican Party, but there's still some questions about the Republican candidates in the states like Pennsylvania and Georgia and also the state of Nevada, uh, Arizona as well. I, I, those Pennsylvania is going to be the key battleground among all, all the big... Okay, he's talking about Pennsylvania as the key battleground. Pennsylvania, the guy, the Fetterman, this guy is a complete in, insa insane idiot. He Even before his stroke, he basically, he he voted as as, as a... As a member of the parole board, he was he was lieutenant governor, okay. And what did he do as lieutenant governor? He never showed up to work as lieutenant governor. The only thing he ever did his entire job is show up for the parole boards, where he voted to to release every single murderer that came up. Every single one. Over thirty some murderers convicted of murder and also of rape child rape all these massively hard crimes he voted to release every single person every single criminal that came up on parole he voted to release not one person did he vote to, to deny parole not one person that's insane that's insane. And these people, the people that were coming up for parole, many of them didn't, you know, they, they did not, you know, admit guilt. They did not beg for forgiveness. They did not, you know, see the light and see, find God. Most of them said nothing and they voted to be released. This is what's going on here. Early calls, all the big East Coast states, that's the bellwether of bellwethers. But I would also pay attention to the three... And see, Oz is a doctor, very smart, he knows the issues, he knows the facts, he, 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 he has leadership skills, he knows how to, what needs to get done and can get it done. This Fetterman guy, even before his stroke, he was not very smart. Okay? He was what they call a backbencher. Basically, his job is to sit there and do what is told. Vote for this bill, okay? That's his job. That was his job. His job, he's like Biden in that, in that aspect. He is, he is not somebody who you want to have being representing your state that comes up with, with new bills and new, new amendments to basically alter reg regulations to actually come up with to deregulate things to actually help your, the people of your state and your, in your state. No, his job is to do nothing and to sit there and vote when, when told to vote. That's his job. That's the job of a backbencher Democrat. Okay? And that's what he is. He has no skills. He can't communicate. Even before, he can't communicate. And now, he can't even communicate at all. Seriously, the guy... The, people that are voting for this person, they, ha they don't give a crap about their state. They don't give a crap about quality representation. They don't give a crap about the fact that he is incapable, physically incapable of doing the job at even a poor level. ...states of Pennsylvania, Georgia, and Nevada, whichever party takes two... Okay, when you're talking about, he's talking about Georgia. 
Georgia is you have Herschel Walker versus this 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 Reverend guy, Black the- theology uh, Reverend, um, who basically is a, a pro pro abortion pastor. I don't know of any Christian faith um, that that is that supports abortion. I really don't. But uh, let, putting that as putting aside that he's in favor of child murder, let's put that aside. Um, he's a liar. Okay, everything he does is a lie. He 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 misrepresents the facts. He takes events that um, and misrepresents what what happened and lies about it. And um, he's he's a man with no honor and no dignity, and does not deserve respect. Um, Herschel Walker, he's a man that is, that is flawed as all men are. He he sought the Lord as his savior. He changed his life. He has has worked and has been honorable and and knows what needs to get done and can get it done. And he's a man of honor and a man of respect. Moving on. Two of those three Senate races is very, very likely to hold the Senate majority. Kellyanne Conway, so good to have you here. So top issues to voters nationwide in our poll, inflation and higher prices, 89%, crime at 79%, and yet you had the... Governor of New York, Kathy Hochul, suggests that it was a conspiracy. That people okay, pay close attention to this. What this governor said: the governor of New York's viewpoint is is pay very close attention to this. This is this is this proves that dumbass is to Democrats as air is to breathing. This this and first of all, I want to say something about Axios spin doctor here. He did he he spun he spun. And he did it very subtly. I, I, I'm, I'm going to flat out say, highly impressed with his spinning ability. You know, I mean, yeah, he spun and he was subtle about it, right? But he did spin. He did spin, right? That's what all that's what all partisan people do and all all opinion people do. I'm an opinion person. I look at it from my viewpoint. He looks at it from his viewpoint. But here's the difference between me and him. I have basic facts and constitution on my side. He has socialism, communism, and murder on his side. Hmm. Who's going to win on that philosophical debate moving forward? People thought crime was real. <coughs> That's right, and that will cost her. I think it's a blunder of a proportion that we... Okay, I, let me see this. The governor of New York said that it's a conspiracy theory if you think crime is real. Dumbass is to Democrats as air is to breathing, and here I would I would I would say I would promote it to insanity is to Democrats as air is to breathing. Moving on, we saw from Terry McAuliffe a year ago when he basically said, "I'm not going to make the parents tell the teachers what to teach the kids." So people will remember that Lee Zeldin has made crime a centerpiece. Okay, see what what Carrie Ann Conway did is she was comparing to how how this school board person said basically parents don't have a right to know what what is taught in the classroom and um and it, that basically that logical s- sanity disconnect is prevalent throughout the entire spectrum of de- democrats they all share this same philosophical construct is that parents don't have a the concept is is basically Democrats are communists, and the key thing about communists is brainwashing children. You have to take away the parental control 
of the child where the, where you have a concept that the child belongs not to the parents but to the states and parents do not have a right to dictate what the child learns in school this is a key aspect to the, the to the democratic control of education versus parental rights okay and they've even this this concept dates all the way back to the uh, Obama administration when an NBC reporter said this live on TV, said that we cannot have real school reform until we take the parental rights away and we can take the children and make them un controlled by the state. This is the concept that they have all the way back to Obama's era. This is not, and even before that, this is not a new concept. But now, because of pandemic and because of all this stuff, they saw the opportunity, the catalyst, the key event that they can use to usher in this communist utopia as Justin Trudeau of, of, of Canada said that COVID-19 is the catalyst for which we can propel a communist revolution and communist utopia worldwide under the Chinese Communist Party. This is the viewpoint that they have. Moving on. Jason, you know, Dana, crime is one of those issues where reality is reality. People see folks being pushed on the subway tracks. They know people are victims of random violence. And crime is also a perception is reality. Do not believe your lying eyes. Believe the lies that come out of my mouth. This is the concept of Democrats. So it's, it's confounding that the governor of New York would not see that and express it. So back to the map, I, I think that the projections by Fox News and the power rankings and what Bill and, and you and Josh have said are all correct in this way, that's a real governing majority for Republicans. Huh? Governing majority. <laughs> See, when I saw this number, and, and I, I was watching this news, and I saw this number, 223 and 26 toss-ups. So let's, let's, let's do some math here. If, we, if the Republicans win all 26 toss-ups, that's 6, 7, 8, 9, that would be 49, 249, 249 if we win all toss-ups. That's the toss-ups. But... My question is, is there one in, are there any of those ones that are leaning Democrat or likely Democrat that the ones that are leaning Democrat, do, do those people really, how many of those can we get? See, this is, this is where vote, the vote turnout is so important. See, this is where the vote turnout is so important is if you're in a district if you're in a district that has been, you know, oh, it's like you have this, you have this, this, this congressman that has been your congressman for, 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 for 10 years or whatever, you don't have a problem with them, right? You agree with them, but, but then are, you really do you, let's look at the crime right here. It's like, hmm, my question to these, to, my question to these people that are in a likely democratic state. Not the ones that are toss-ups, the ones that are likely Democrat, or even to all Democrat, to to voters, to independent voters, and Republican voters. Please, you know they'll get the please. If you're in a strong Democrat, no matter no matter no matter if you're only ten percent of ten percent of the pop, get out and vote, get out and vote Republican. But if you but if you are if you, but if you are a Democrat or moderate, if there is such a thing as a moderate Democrat. If there is such a thing as a moderate Democrat, or if you are a Catholic, 
Democrat or you were a Christian Democrat. I don't un- personally. I don't understand how you can be a Christian and still be a Democrat. The the political um, aspects of that of the platform is polar opposite of Christian values and faith. I don't understand it. I've ne- I need. I would need somebody to explain to me how how you can how you can espouse polar opposite viewpoints um, at the same time. So so someone needs to explain that to me. Um, but but the thing is is that if you are if you are or or an independent, right, and you and you are a person that you vote the person and not the party, okay, um, stop voting the person and not the party, because you want to know you might be voting with this person might be a nice guy, hey man, he's a he's a nice guy or she's really smart, but she who does she caucus with? See this is this is where it's going. Who is the party that she caucuses or he caucuses with? Because that means who is the party leader, that person, the, the party whip, the party leadership that they, that they follow. Because that determines that congressman's staff, that determines how, what bills they are told to vote for, and basically... When it comes down to it, you vote with the party because guess what? If you don't vote with the party, you don't get funding for re-election. Okay, so so you have to understand is it's like I don't vote the party, I vote the person. Well, basically the person you're voting for, okay, fine, you're voting for the person and not the party, but the party that person belongs to is basically a party loyalist. Everybody is a party loyalist. Everyone, even well, Manchin wasn't. Oh yeah, he, he. But guess what? He was. <laughs> he votes. They, you know, that's the way it goes. That's the way. And those that aren't party loyalists, right? That don't share the values of the party. That when it comes to re-election, they're kicked to the curb. A.K. Cheney, she's gone. She's like. Psh. She's, she's, don't you come back no more, no more. She's gone. She is like, hasta la vista, gone, ousted. I mean, the Republican Party kicked her out of the party, okay? She's gone. There's no way she will win. She, in fact, she's lost. The, <laughs> this is the stuff that's going on here. Now, uh, Manchin, right, he comes up for vote in 2024, um, there's already reports that he's gone, that that his because it's a you know it's a purple state, um, but the 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 independents that were voting they basically there's they pretty much are saying he doesn't have he doesn't have the capabilities to win a reelection bid, so I'm get my guessing is Manchin is going to be retiring um, um is not going to run for real that's my that's my guess, right. That's my guess, and that's from what I've, you know, my dad is, we might, while I'm at work, I'm doing other things. My dad's watching um, the news on stuff, and he says, everyone, he's saying that the, the I'm getting this third hand, so i got to do some research on this. But uh, by, by hearsay, by hearsay is that Manchin is, is, is gone. He's, he's pretty much done. He's not going to win re-election if he runs. So, so I don't know if that's true or not. We'll see what happens. 
Um, but he's, you know, he was supposed to be the savior. You know, everyone was talking about how great he was, about how he was standing up to Biden. What happened at the end? He basically caved every single time. Every single time he caved. Every single time. Every single time. And cinema, she caved in, but she got a she got a sweet deal for her for her big time financial contributors. Pretty much deal just for them for her rich contributors, special tax cut. See, this is so so. Um, you, when you're going to vote the person, uh, uh-uh, you are end up vote. You are actual in reality voting the party because. Um, the the new person you're voting oh, I'm voting for this new person well you know that they're they're bipartisan they work across the line they're nonpartisan they they uh uh-uh, because who they caucus with determines their staff and their staff determines uh, what committees they get on and how they act in Congress so so re- the realities of the situation is in order to get good committee assignments you have to toe the line and you have to do what you're told okay. And that means that the party matters. The party matters because it's the party that determines determines what happens. That's not just a squeaker night where then you have to find a couple Democratic votes here and there to pass anything. This will be a larger governing majority than Speaker Pelosi has had for the first two years of the Biden presidency. And really rolling out um, Barack Obama is a great idea. He's a popular messenger, but he has a very pessimistic message. This is not vintage Obama, hope and change. See, um, see, uh, hope and change. Obama was a, I'm going to flat out say this. Obama basically was a good communicator. Obama could say, he, could, he, was, he, he, he was very articulate, he was a good speaker, and he can shovel bull crap like no one else. I mean, he was a master at it. He was, in, in, he's not very smart. He's supposed to be a constitutional um, expert on constitution. Well, it, you know how many of the stuff that he did was unconstitutional? Like, I, I called him all the time. I called the White House, oh, I, like one day I called the White House seven times in one day from he was giving a speech, and, he, and, he, and I pointed out seven different policy positions that he was espousing in a speech that were unconstitutional in different aspects. And that's just for me, from a, from a bachelor's degree analysis of political science, can determine, I was like, oh, that, that policy is somewhat unconstitutional from, from on, this, on, on this amendment. Somewhat kind of, it's like, dude, it's like, seriously? You know, seriously, you're supposed to be a constitutional scholar. Have and I and I called I called and asked, has he even read the Constitution? I'd be happy to go and explain to him everything. You know, I'll sit with him and explain to him what the Constitution means. He actually needs to know this if he's going to be president of the United States. Seriously, the guy was a stupid, dumbass. Is the Democrats as air is to breathing? Change. It seems like he's on a recovery and rescue mission. And instead of attacking the issues, attacking crime, attacking inflation, he seems to be attacking Republicans. And that's really what the Democratic Party, beginning with President Biden, have done. Last point about the Wall Street Journal poll that just came out. Yeah, okay, this attacking Republicans that she was talking about. This is, it is not safe for Republicans in this world. I mean, it's not. You have, you have people, and in, in here in Clo- Clovis, California, is a conservative stronghold in the state of California. Okay, but there are people 
in the area that I live, I'm not going to say what street it is, but in the area I live, who who um, would love to have a a um, a key, a Kevin McCarthy yard sign, but they're afraid of the of violence. They're afraid of violence coming to them, or 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 losing their job or losing a promotion. This is the situation that conservatives are dealing with. I I was um, I'm a conservative podcaster, so I don't care. I take it I take it as a I take it as a badge of honor when I get a death threat, um, or I get cancel culture. I say, yeah, I'm cancel. I'm like Trump. I'm like Donald Trump. I've been can I've been I've been deplatformed. I'm like Trump. <laughs> you know, I've been deplatformed by YouTube and LinkedIn. There's two of them right there. You know, I'm not big enough to be deplatformed from Twitter yet, but man, <laughs> yeah, I, I take a badge of honor. Yeah, yeah, I've been deplatformed by YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> no, but seriously, um, yeah, it's it's uh, the, the 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 it's it's not. I there's a group in in. In San Francisco, right, Bay Area conservatives. It's on Meetup, right, and I I, I joined it because I, I contacted some members of the group, of that group. It's a it's a Trump a pro Trump, a Meetup group on Meetup dot com, right, um, and I wanted to to interview people for my podcast, right, and and. They said that uh, yeah, I, I'd like to. I I can't do that. I we, everybody in this group was like basically, we don't we don't advertise who we are, right? And and we don't we don't come out publicly, and um, because we're because um, one of us did, and they lost their job. They were fired when they found out that they were a Trump supporter. And they lost their job. Um, he he, and there's been some stories of of people trying to take children away from conservatives. Right, social workers like oh you find out they're conservative, and they and they, pretty much try to take the children away. You know, as social workers, these are the th kinds of attacks on county and city levels against conservatives. Okay, we also know that the federal government, the IRS, audits conservatives more than, than not. They go after conservative business owners. That's a given. Okay, just imagine what's going to happen with the 87,000 armed. Yeah, let's, let's, let's understand this. 87,000 armed IRS agents with the sole purpose to go out to target conservative business owners. That's what it is about. It's to, the purpose of it is to destroy capitalism. That's the purpose of this. Okay, so, and then you've had, um, and but see, that's not new either, the IRS going against conservatives. That dates all the way back to the Clinton era. Right, and Obama. When they were doing it, Lois Lerner, when she was the head of the IRS, um, she had she she had um, all of the she forced 
the uh, Tea Party organizations to turn over their email, their membership lists with names, address, phone numbers, and emails, doxing every member of their group, of their groups, and then turn those records over to a George Soros-funded organization. And the, and the leader of that George Soros-funded organization, under uh, testifying before Congress, stated that these files were given to that organization by people within the IRS and named those people. Which is, this is what's referred to as a UNAX violation. And I worked at the IRS at the time. And I was a member of two of those Tea Party groups. And my information was turned over by, I was doxxed, by the IRS to a communist, anti-conservative, anti-American organization that had my name, my address, my emails, and my phone number. Maybe even my social security number. I don't know. What information? All I know is that according to congressional testimony, my information was turned over to a George Soros-funded organization in violation of federal law. I filed a complaint with TIGDA. TIGDA, the agents of TIGDA, refused to even meet with me in the IRS building. We met at Starbucks in Clovis. Seriously. They didn't even take, and I had to, for, I says, you, you're, you're here to interview me to take my statement, you're not even taking notes? You don't give a crap about this at all. You don't give the crap that I that my information was that I'm a victim of a UNAX violation that was admitted to on C-SPAN before Congress. She goes, "What evidence?" I go, "It's on C-SPAN. It was before Congress, so the committee hearing is my evidence." Uh. Nothing was done. Oh, Loris Lunar got a promotion and a retirement and a $2 million severance package. That's what she got. Paid for by the taxpayer. So this, there's a history of this leftist targeting conservatives and violence towards conservatives and the fear that they have. That's why a lot of the polling data um, from a lot of these polls show are inaccurate because conservatives lie. When they have, oh yeah, I was like, oh yeah, I'm voting. Oh, I'm hardcore Democrat. And they've never voted Democrat in their life. <laughs> they have, you know, Trump one poster in the back of their mind. Yeah, I'm a strong Democrat. I vote for Biden. And they're lying about it. Because, it, because if it gets out, right, they're afraid that they'll get fired or their kids will be taken away. These things have happened. This man took his... 13-year-old daughter hunting, and then she had on Facebook, she, she shot her first buck, and she posted it on Facebook. She was so proud that she, she bagged her first buck, and a teacher saw it. Oh, how dare you do that? She called a social worker, and the social worker went down there and pulled the child from the custody of the father because he took her hunting. Seriously. That's insane. 
Insanity is to Democrats as air is to breathing. Let's move on, shall we? I'm just amazed. Uh, the Republicans are up two points in the generic ballot. Obama, um, Biden's got a 55% disapproval. But the most important shift in that poll, according to the Wall Street Journal, is that suburban women, 20% of the electorate, yeah. have shifted 26 points to the Republicans. Now, this right here, this suburban women, this is this is what cost Trump, and, and it seriously was a serious problem for Trump, is on re-election, is they did not like the mean tweets. Okay, that was, it's like, oh, with mean tweets, is like pretty much, is and, and the thing is, is that, you know, I've talked to people who claim to be conservative and didn't vote for Trump or hate Trump because of the mean tweets. Seriously, because these people, I don't consider them very intelligent. I, I hate to say this, um, but the reason, if if that's the reason that you're mad, that you, so what? Give me mean tweets and two dollar gasoline every day of the week. Give me mean tweets and Israel being supported and defended. Give me mean tweets and 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 basically fund the Iron Dome to protect kindergartners in Israel. Give me mean tweets and give me peace in the Middle East for the first time in hi- in history with the with the um, with the Abraham Accords. Give me mean tweets and have the strongest economy in American history, becoming energy independent for the first time in, what, 60 years? Give me mean tweets and having the lowest unemployment rate in the African-American community in recorded history. Give me mean tweets and having the lowest Hispanic unemployment rate in American history. Give me mean tweets and having the most African-American business startups in the history of the country. Give me mean tweets and give me massive funding for historical black universities. Give me mean tweets and give me the the largest number of women-owned businesses in American history. Give me mean tweets and give me the lowest unemployment rates uh, on women in, um, um, for women in American history. Give me mean tweets when you have blue-collar workers mean income increasing higher than white-collar income. Um, give me mean tweets and give me border security, lower crime rates. Give me mean tweets when we have um, when we can have trade deals um, and trade sanctions against China and stopping TikTok from gathering information on American children. Give me mean tweets when we can stop um, Iran from developing nuclear weapons. Give me mean tweets when we can when we can prevent um, Russia from invading Ukraine. Okay, so give me mean tweets. And working class Latino voters are now also voting Republicans. That's not just a Republican wave, that's a realignment of voters mm. to a conservative philosophy. And that, I really love this realignment concept that she's talking about here because that is key. Moving on. You know, I just read that right before the show started about those changes um, that they've seen in the last six weeks, basically. In the, as maybe people were paying more attention, they decided to go where they're going. Josh, to Kellyanne's point, it's like this political realignment kind of on both sides seems to be working in the Republicans' advantage, but with President Obama going to all those stops, you know, is, it, is that too little too late for the Democrats? Well, number one, working class voters of all backgrounds, of all races, are moving a lot more towards the Republican Party. And if Republicans have a, a big, big... 
Oh, I'm very impressed with Axios's Josh Crashire admitting that working class people are moving to the Republicans and they basically have given up on the Democrat philosophical construct. Very good. I'm highly impressed with his, his awareness of reality in that aspect. But let's see how he spins. Can he spin? What's his spinning? Let's find out his spin. Election night, it's going to be on the backs of Hispanic voters who have moved more towards the Republican Party. It's going to be small shifts in the African-American vote, maybe more open to supporting some Republican candidates. It doesn't take a whole lot of movement for that to make a big impact on the political map. So, you know, we've been talking about the New York governor's race. How is a, a state like New York so competitive? It's not just the suburbs. It's the fact that a lot of voters in the city disenchanted with the high crime, a lot of them non-white voters are moving towards Lee Zeldin, moving toward the Republican in that race. And you're seeing that pattern across the board in, in many of these battleground states. So if, if, if Republicans are able to make inroads even more so with the working class voters, with Hispanic voters, you're going to see a big, big red wave election. Yeah. Last point here, Kellyanne, don't overlook Pennsylvania. Both parties see it as their way to control the future for the U.S. Senate. The Pittsburgh Post-Gazette endorsed Barack Obama in 2008. Okay, the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette backed President Obama in 2008. Okay, so, so, so understand that. So let's move on to see what happens next. Barack Obama in 2012, Hillary Clinton in 2016. They went for Trump in 2020. But now they're induced, uh, endorsing Dr. Mehmet Oz. And a big reason for that, and their explanation, is that show us your medical records. And if you don't, you give us the impression you have something to hide. Last point on that. See, the thing is, is that this guy had a stroke, okay? And every time he speaks, every time he meets somebody, Every time he's in public, it's clearly that the guy is physically unable to do the job. He's even physically unable to understand the conversation he's having with the person. He clearly has a mental defect from this stroke. I feel sorry for him. I feel sorry for his family, and I pray for his, retur for his return to health. But that does not, just because he had, he, that does not qualify him to do the job. He is unable to do the job. Repeat, he is unable to do the job. Now, see, here's the thing. If he was the president of the United States, the 25th Amendment would be placed to remove him from office. Okay, see, that's, that's the significance of this. Show me, you like, Trump, we need to see your Trump tax returns. No, you don't need to see his tax returns. But you need to do, are you physically able to do the job? Or do you have the mental capability to do the job? And Trump turned over his medical records and he and he took cognitive tests and is like, hey, he's he's eighty something years old. He's 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 physically fit like you would not believe. But he proved it. But they don't turn over. I don't I don't give a crap about Trump's tax returns because he's audited every year by the IRS. Okay, the IRS, babe, no, he he wins every time he goes. They they go up against him. Right? If they if they have something there, the IRS would have found it. Okay? So so let's let let's let the IRS do their work because they audit the guy every year. Yes. Hey Bill, it's a remarkable endorsement. I read it twice this morning and Donald Trump was the first Republican to receive the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette endorsement since 1972, and the reason they gave it at the time was his economic record and his record on trade. This is Western Pennsylvania. 
That's a very important issue, obviously. Two things about this. In that endorsement of Mehmet Oz, they say that Fetterman's health may not be the issue, but the issue is this, quote, impulse to conceal and a mistrust of voters. And they basically say he doesn't have a job with many responsibilities. They feel Oz in that debate, but also overall in releasing his own medical records, is just being more transparent and forthcoming with the voters, which is important to voters. I think that this that congressional district with Summer Lee and the new Mike Doyle is actually in play. It's a bluer district than the state of Washington. It's been held by a popular Democratic uh, legislator for years. But the so there's a congressional district that she's talking about. Interesting. A strong, maybe this is one of those strong blue districts that can flip. Interesting. Oh, yeah, please, Lord Jesus, let that happen. The NRCC is investing money there because and now you've got this endorsement of Oz. I think Western Pennsylvania is in play. Wow. That was not on the map. Wow. That's interesting. Okay, um, that's why we play the games, right? <laughs> to find out. Great stuff, Josh and Kellyanne. Thank, Thank you. you. That's wow. That that is significant. Okay, now, um, okay, it's it's um, let's let's we're going to go to the border because the border is a major issue um, that were that has been talked about. And this is drug cartels terrorizing border communities. Now, see, this is this is one of these issues that has dr driven so many of these um, Hispanics, um, Hispanic Americans, um, Latinos, um, that uh, for and what the Democrats are calling Latinx, whatever the hell that is, um, or as or as um, Jill Biden calls them. You know what taco are you? Seriously, such such disrespect. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I'm just once again dumbasses to Democrats as air is to breathing. Um, you know, and and what what Bogota do you go to? <laughs> wow. Okay, so we're. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't. You you have to remember that when Jill by when Jill Biden was talking about how the how how important the Latin American Latin X community is to Democrats and how imp, how important their culture is in their Bogotas and their and their what tacos they have for breakfast <laughs> about how the how they're they're I. It was so funny, and it was like, um, it was it who was it? Was it Rubio? He said he goes, "Well, I'm eggs and chorizo burrito." <laughs> oh, that's so funny, and oh, that's oh, I'm, I, <laughs> it was really funny. I mean, it showed how stupid Jill Biden is, who's supposedly a doctor. Is like doctor of what? Is she a medical doctor? I don't know. I don't know, but doctor Jill Biden. Oh, please. Dumbass is to Democrats as air is to breathing. And it also applies to insanity is to Democrats as air is to breathing. Okay, this is a this is an investigative reporter details the chaos she witnessed at the southern border. This this issue, this border issue is key to so many stuff going on, and it is one of the major things that is causing this this philosophical shift from from people from the Democrat side into the Republicans 
Um, but see, the thing is, it's like it's like the perfect storm of dumbassness in the Democratic side. It's like it's like we're not going to deal with the. It's like okay, we'll we'll have open borders, but we'll be but but we but we won't do all these other things because we want this to happen. So then it's like, then it's like oh yeah, we'll have school choice. If they would have given in on school choice, if they would have given in on all these other things to the conservatives and just had the open border system. We could. There would have been nothing. It would. Those. Oh, they would have like. Okay. But it's like one after another of dumbasses. The Democrats. They keep screwing up on absolutely every issue. If there is a right and wrong on any issue, the Democrats pro- take the wrong one every single time, and they just don't pick the wrong one. That it's like, how wrong can we make this? It's like. It's like. Can we? It's like on a scale of one to ten. Is is there? On, on one being, you know, just slightly wrong or 10 being dumbass, can we go like 45 or 100 on a scale? Can we do that? That's the mindset we have here, right? And they just want to go far left, far left, far left. AOC is the greatest gift to the GOP ever because because of her, all the moderate Democrats are scared shitless because what she has done is she has removed, when she, when she had... They were talking about this. Um, she uh, had a 20-seat majority. Nancy Pelosi had a 20-seat majority when she when when she became speaker. Nancy Nancy Pelosi had a 20. AOC is responsible for reducing that to five. AOC because what she did is she primary challenged all these moderates. She says, you're not voting, you're not, you're not communist enough. I'm going to primary challenge you with a leftist. And, and in, all those, in all those little purple districts that were leaning Democrat, and they ran a, a primary challenge with a leftist that left it when it was like the district is leaning Democrat, basically it's slightly above. You were a strong independence. The independents didn't vote for that. They don't want a leftist, right? So they voted the Republican or stayed home, and the Republican won. And that's how the majority went from 20 to 5, okay, is because of the far-left AOC. So let, let, let the dumbass woman talk, man. Give her a microphone. I say give her an hour in prime time. Two weeks before any election, give her a spe- give her an hour in prime time for free and let her talk. She is so stupid. <laughs> Our next guest has been on the ground talking to migrants, border agents, and reporting on all of this chaos. Investigative reporter Savannah Hernandez. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's all I have to say. Okay. Wow. <laughs> joins us now, Savannah. Um, just bring us the latest. What have you been seeing and hearing? Thank you so much for having me on. So what I want to speak about today is the fact that not one, but two whistleblowers came forward last week and spoke to me. One of those whistleblowers was an active National Guardsman talking to me about mutilated bodies that the cartel is leaving on the U.S. side of the border. As an Okay, see, the thing is, is that the National Guard, um, they're basically, the, what the National Guard is doing at the border is they're assisting the police, and they, but they can't actually do anything is basically what they do is they see somebody crossing the border, they call the border patrol and say, hey, you need to do come over here and pick these people up. That's what they're doing here. They're basically have standing out there with binoculars and, and drones. It's like, oh, okay, you need to go to these coordinates because there's like 50 people crossing the border there. And they'll say so the border patrol will go do it. So that's what they're doing because of posse comitatus 
Um, they're basically the Biden administration has not has not declared this an invasion. Um, but see, what the thing is, is that if you listen to the Constitutional Patriot podcast, episode 220, where it's um, U.S. Constitution, Article 1, Section 10, and its relationship to midterm elections, uh, Carrie Lake, when she win, win, she becomes governor of Arizona, the first thing she's going to do is declare an invasion on the border which gives her the ability to actually have military action and to deploy military forces on the border under her command to basically seal up the border. Okay, that's what that does moving forward. Intimidation tactic, how the cartel is shooting at National Guardsmen and Border Patrol members every single day because they know they can get away with it under Joe Biden's administration. On top My question is, are they allowed to shoot back? When taking fire, are they allowed to return fire? On top of that, we're, of course, continually hearing the stories and the reports and seeing the video imagery of children that have been abandoned at the border. I myself have seen this in Yuma, Arizona, on top of, mm -hmm. you know, at the beginning of the night, 25 illegal immigrants making their way across the border at 12 a.m. By 6 a.m., there were 400 people lined up, many of these people, children, one of them an abandoned child in the desert. So absolutely shocking what we're seeing right now. Um, again... This is, this is a human trafficking invasion. How many of these people are criminals? How many of these people are terrorists? Because they're coming from all over the world, not just Mexico, not just, this, not just Latin America, not just South America, okay? There has been people from Haiti. There has been people from China. There has been people from, from Russia even. Who are these people and where they're coming? You know, when ISIS was when they ISIS was was when they ISIS was falling and Iraq was falling, there was tens of thousands of people flooding into Europe, walking. You saw that. You saw. Remember that cam, and you said miles and miles of men, mostly all single men, uh, military age single men, marching into yes, marching into Europe. ISIS, the leaders of ISIS and Al the leaders of Al-Qaeda, and the leaders of, the yeah, we're sending men over there. We have men included in that. Where are those people now? They're scattered throughout Europe. This is, this, what that did in Europe caused severe things to happen. That would be covered in more detail under the foreign, po on the Patriot Foreign Policy Podcast. So check that out. Link in the show notes. But this, this, how many of these people are coming in? We as an American society have the right to know who these people are. Now, there's like, well, they're coming for uh, amnesty and, and sanctuary. Guess what? 99% of them do not qualify. The only ones that do are those from Cuba and Venezuela. The rest of them don't qualify. None of them qualify. Because in order to be come across, you have to be persecuted. Uh, um, you have to be subject to persecution by political viewpoint or religion. And guess what? The only ones that persecute on religion or, or, or politics is the communist Cuba and the communist Venezuela. Just being poor does not qualify you for amnesty. Just being from a poor country does not qualify you from amnesty. Now, if there was a natural disaster in that country, 
like in Haiti, maybe you can qualify under a temporary uh, uh, amnesty for that until conditions improve back in Haiti. That's a temporary one, though, not a permanent one. Right? None of these people qualify from being fr because the from the country they're coming from does not qualify them because of having a country with a high crime rate does not qualify. Okay, that's the issue here. That's the issue. Going back to National Guard, they had provided me with a picture. The cartel had burned this individual's face off with acid, left the body on the U.S. side of the border for them to find, uh, because again, the cartel is absolutely emboldened under this administration. It's horrifying to see. Uh, I went to... Now, see, the thing is, why they would go to the, to the, to the extremes of burning the face off with acid? That's probably because... I don't... I, why would they do that? When you, It's like, that, that takes an extra step of brutality. Right? Was that's how is that how they killed the person to show, hey, you're gonna do as you're told as a cartel, or we're gonna burn your face off with acid? I mean, you know, the, that's a, another example of how the cartels are evil, and how this administration, under the Joe Biden administration and the Democratic Party, vote for a Democrat is a vote for child rape. A vote for a Democrat is a vote for cartel control of our border. A vote for a Democrat is an accessory to the fact of murder. That's my viewpoint on it moving forward. Piedras Negras as well to speak to the migrants as they made their way to our southern border. That's one of the last cities that they enter before crossing into Eagle Pass, Texas. I was asking them, hey, where are you headed? And uh, do you think that the border is open? They were telling me they were going to California. Okay, first of all, the do you think the border is open concept is according to Mayorkas the Dorcas, the crown prince of dumbass, the border is closed. The border is secure. Those are the two statements he was asked when, when asked that question. Um, now, Mayorkas the Dorcas, the crown prince of dumbass, has never been to the border. He does, he has no, he does not want to see this because if, he, if you're out there, he will be seen watching this crap. And it's like, uh, you're there you are standing there with 500 people. That's not closed. Mayorkas the Dorcas, the crown prince of dumbass. Insanity is to Democrats as air is to breathing. Moving on. Yeah, of course, that they were headed to New York, Washington, D.C., Georgia, Tennessee. They're going yeah. everywhere. And they said Joe Biden's border is... Every state is a border state. Every state is a border state. Every state is a border state. Moving on. Wide open. We think that he's a great man because he's providing us with so much opportunity, and that's why we're making the trek. Uh, the New York Times also just put out a piece regarding the cartels. You know, they were making about $500 million back in 2018. Under Joe Biden's administration, they're making $13 billion. So there's so much going on. Wow. On top of that, my second wish... $13 billion. Oh, how much of that is going to kick back to the Biden family? Hmm, interesting. 
whistleblower was an employee from MVM Inc. This was the same company that was caught uh, illegally, not illegally because it's illegal under the Biden administration, but caught yeah. shipping migrants in the middle of the night to New York, right? Those secret night flights. So he actually works as a youth care escort, and he works with kids as young as one month up to 17 years of age, and he basically told me how they're putting 200 to 300 children on these charter flights and shipping them to New York, California, Oregon, Washington. What's happening to these children that they are relocating in the middle of the night under the shroud of darkness? Hmm. Hmm. The sound of silence. Washington, all over the U.S. And so many people keep asking me, isn't this considered child trafficking? Well, yes, it technically would be, but under the Biden administration, this is essentially legal. MVM Inc. signed a federal contract with the Biden administration for $136 million back in 2021. So our taxpayer dollars going towards funding all of this. I wrote pieces on the post-millennial for both of these stories, and I'd highly encourage people to go and read the pieces because, again, yes. uh, on top of these children being shipped throughout the United States, um, the employee that spoke to me provided me with an email that was basically wow okay first of all she's she has so much information to get out in such a short period of time she's like wow she is talking very fast you know but she makes up for for being extremely pretty <laughs> i'm gonna but but serious she's wickedly smart i mean wow i mean this investigative report she's doing is so significant it's showing that the child's trafficking of the Biden administration, showing how the Biden administration is committing a felony. Wow, I wonder if that's impeachable. I wonder is is what who is he turning these children over to when he's taking them to New York or wherever he's taking them? The government is taking these children. What happens to them? Are they turned over to quote unquote family? Is there a DNA test? to verify that they are turning them over to family? Or are they just turning them over to somebody claiming to be family who's not? Are they turning them over to other cartel members? There are so many unanswered questions here. Okay, are these children being rescued out of child sex slavery or forced into it or assisted into it? There is no answers to these questions being given because they won't let the questions be asked. And Biden basically, you know, basically, what do we do? Do we need to ask the Easter Bunny on what questions can be asked? <laughs> right? I mean, he's, he's not allowed to answer questions. He says that all the time. It's like, they won't let me answer questions. They won't let me say this. Who is they and why won't they? Okay. Once again, is George Soros pulling the strings? Is Obama pulling the strings? Who is controlling the puppet that is Biden? Okay. Because Biden is not controlling himself because when he's off monitor, he doesn't know what to do. He's walking around the stage like he's lost. Right? So his puppet string masters are not very attentive to their jobs. He's stating that these children were being handed over to improperly identified adults, meaning that the paper that the... Wow, improperly identified adults. So that right there answers my question. See, I just had to wait. She is so pretty. So, so basically, the Biden administration is taking these thousands of kids, these, un these underage children as, as young as one,
or babies, turning them over to basically anybody who wants them, who comes like, oh, we're here for that kid. Oh, really? Are you really? Oh, well, you know, here's, you know, I'll sign a statement saying that they're my kid. It's like, really? This is, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing here, but there's no, there's no proof. There's no DNA test. There's no verification that these people have a right to this child or not. Seriously, this is insane. This is this this needs to be investigated, and at the at the Senate and House level, right at the Senate and House level. Office of Refugee Resettlement is giving these employees. They're not making sure that the adult on the paper matches I mean, the adult they're handing this child over to, and it's absolutely insane. You know what's incredible about about I mean, and I'm sure this is just a kind of small snapshot of everything you've been uncovering. I mean, it's even worse than, than we think. I mean, you know, we've all been watching Bill Malugin's fantastic reporting. I mean, you've, you've gone behind the scenes. You've talked to the agent. You've got these whistleblowers. It's even worse than we thought. And we know it's absolutely catastrophic. What is unbelievable? Just final thoughts about it. I mean, what do you make of the Democrat insistence? Still, they insist the border is not open. The border is secure. Mayorkas was saying that... Mayorkas, the Dorcas, the crown prince of them. How can they... Seriously, how, don't believe the massive numbers of videos and live TV feeds from Newsmax, Fox News, and the satellite drones over, and the local people dealing, and the Congress people that are at the border, and and Nance and 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 uh, Maria Bartoloma going to the border, recording all these stuff, flying in helicopters. You had, um, you had uh, uh, Duffy, uh, Rachel Campus Duffy, flying in a help border patrol helicopter, watching the people crossing. Don't believe the video. Don't believe the eyewitness testimony. Don't believe these people flying videos of flights coming in. Don't believe that. Of course it's secured. What proof do you have that it is? There is there is not one shred of evidence that the border is secured. What we have is a basically a ongoing plethora of evidence that basically you're full of crap. My Orcus, the Dorcas, the crown prince of dumbass. You are a complete idiot. If you think thousands and thousands, two million border crossings, one million gotaways is a secure border, you are mentally deranged. Seriously. Just the other day, the other week, and th their policy is humane. Yeah, the Biden administration is an absolute joke. Hundreds of child being given into sex slavery is humane. Seriously, child sex trafficking up massively high. Uh, prostitute sex trafficking of women up massively high. Murder up massively high. Humane. Humane. These people are paying thousands and thousands of dollars to the cartel just to get in. They don't have the money. What are they doing? They're going to be getting in there, and they're being forced into slave labor. Once they get wherever it is they're going, the cartel will come for them. Okay? You think the cartel doesn't know what is going to let that happen? Is letting let the, all these people in and all, uh, you, you owe me $10,000, but it's okay. You know, I'll, I'll just write off the debt. That's not going to happen. They're going to take that person and force that person into sex slavery. Seriously. 
Dumbass is to Democrats as air is to breathing. And they're liars. I've gone down there myself, and any single American can go do this, and they can watch illegals flood our border every single day, okay? They're coming across here because they know that America is open for business, and this administration can continue to lie to the American people, but we can see what's going on. We can see the demographic of our own country changing in live time, and we can see the crime rate surging as the cartel is allowed to run rampant. Well, that's exactly right. And we see, and you mentioned California. I mean, just the scale of the impact, just one part of this, the fentanyl on, ki on kids and families in California. Fentanyl, if fentanyl is the number one cause of death from, from, from anybody between 18 and 45, the number one cause of death is fentanyl poisoning. And that, has, that is due to Biden and the Democratic Party. So when you are thinking about voting, think about that. The number one cause of death because of the Democrats is fentanyl poisoning, and they are doing nothing to shut down the border. Nothing. California, never mind the rest of the country, is just absolutely uh, shocking, and it just gets worse and worse. Um, thank you, Savannah, for, your, for being with us tonight, but also for your reporting. You know, I, I know you'll keep it up, and hopefully... She, that, that was fantastic. She's fantastic. I just, I, she is a great reporter, okay, um, Savannah. I mean, it was, abs that was a fantastic report. She did an absolute great job about that. Now, um, that's it for this episode of the Tea Party Policy Chat. Um, I have more to come in the next episode of the Tea Party Policy Chat. God bless you all, and God bless the freedom fighters um, that are protecting us. And basically, stand in the breach. Vote. Go out and vote. Vote Republican in absolutely everything. Because only then, and only then, can we save our country. God bless you all. And... Goodbye.